Dude, did you? So Paige and Chris went to Not Scary Farm. Oh, I went. Th- I went this year. Did you do the log flume ride? No, they, we, we had to get out of line. It they, was too long. They say it's so funny. It's just the log flume ride. It's still just like racist miners and like Chinese people and like hats and stuff. <laughs> but but there are aliens. There are green aliens. And when you go oh. out, they go. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, that's all they did. That to is it. scary. I liked it, man. I had a good time. Yeah. I'm not scary. Yeah, they, they, it was it was scary. It was scary. It was fun. I had a fun time. I'm coming around. I didn't used to like being scared like that. And I think I do now. The little grab me got coming out of yeah, the shadows. Yeah, grab me got Yeah. You're so weird. <laughs> you have so many weird little ones. Like, because I know that that's not something you just said right now. That's the thing. That that's you something like. from my childhood. Yep, yeah. I my know. friend, my friend Tyler would play Grab Me Got You with me. <laughs> he would chase me. Elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> Are you recording, Nick? Of course he's recording. Okay. My friend, yeah, my friend Tyler Dell would play this game called the Grab Me Got You, and it would basically be, it would be the entirety of our neighborhood in West Savannah Park, uh-huh. where he it, sometimes I didn't even know I was playing. He would just like. <laughs> I'd be walking down Pin Oak Road and he would come and he would come bounding out of his out of his backyard screaming, I'm the grab me got you. And he would chase me through the Owsler's yard, he would chase me through Dan and Nikki's yard, he would chase me through my yard, and I couldn't get away from him. Holy shit. He would chase me into his house. I'd like run through his house and then he Did would Did that yeah. scare you? Yeah, scared the shit out of me. Was he bigger than you? He was bigger he was older than me. He was like five years older than me. Nick, that is the scariest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Yeah, dude. The fucking gra- I'm the grab me got you. <laughs> he would say the, he was you better the, run, little Nick. He would say, I'm the grab me got you. And he would chase me. You have you have too many of those in your childhood. Like dude. you have too many stories where it's like, it's not just like the trauma. You also have a cute little like nursery rhyme name for the thing. Nick just, yeah, I didn't Nick come just up with grew that. up in Twin Peaks. He's always like a quirky character. <laughs> the Grammy guy. Yeah, dude, the Grammy got you. The man with a following you around with a phone. With your, your sir, dead sir. wife's voice on the other end. It's for you. It's always been for you. <laughs> that guy's called the Ringo Dingo. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know. Yeah. See, I think I, my experience, because I don't know Twin Peaks, but my experience has been that all the names are like. The oh, I've never seen man. it. It's well, like, <laughs> it is sort. So that David Lynch likes it. He likes names that are on the. He likes the Log Lady. Yeah. Uh, the mystery man. My favorite one is the Man from Another Place. <laughs> that, that loops right back around to being it's good. Awesome. It's yeah. awesome. Well, that's the whole thing. Is like every time David Lynch is asked to describe, like, like what's Inland Empire about? He's like, uh, Inland Empire is a film about a woman in trouble. It's like, that is the bare minimum way to describe what happens in that movie. Yep. Like, Didn't we make a joke about that on like one of the Defenders where it was like someone had directed a movie called like Girl in Trouble or like. Yeah, like, some, something like that. This would be great if we could remember the joke. Well, you know, there's always a joke somewhere. You just got to. Got to dig for it a little bit. Gotta dig. <laughs> oh, I, we did it again. I know. Well, I stopped, man. You I, but stopped. I, you're I'm smarter still, than me, but I was hungry. Oh, we'll still be edging fine. over a little bit. See, you're hungry though, right? A little bit, but it's sitting yeah. in my gut. You're I can edging? feel Wendy's. Fucking food edging. I know. <laughs> food edging. I'm almost full. <laughs> I've been almost full for 24 hours. Uh, <laughs> that's how you get to eat more is you bring yourself to almost full and then ease off and then ease off. Chill out a little bit. And then when you're actually full, so good. Oh, man. You so good. Yeah, but then at that point, it's like you kind of, your stomach already hurt and like, the yeah. relief you would think you would get. Yeah. It doesn't you get really, blue bowels. You just, yeah. <laughs> my stomach is like, the inside of my stomach is like chapped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. Yeah, come. <laughs> Welcome, Reasonable Beef. My name's Tim Kish. I'm here. We're back. Ooh, there's a candle. There's a spooktober yeah. beef ending episode for Halloween. Have we come up with a reasonable beef, like Halloween replacement title? Boof. Reasonable boof. Reasonable scream. What about okay. um, scream? Nothing is ever going to beat seasonable treats. Seasonable treats is I good. It's a good seasonable one. wreath. Oh, yeah. Okay. You're right. You're right. Seasonable there's a schism, is so there's really two schools of thought. <laughs> it all broke down. 1842. Um, trying to think, is there anything? What is there any sort of pun? No, nothing with Sao Win. <laughs> what? Sao Win? Pronounce Sam Hay. That's the Celtic pronunciation. Let me think about Celtic words instead of like pumpkin, <laughs> uh, ghost, <laughs> goblin. No, what about Ketsy? Does Ketsy work in here somewhere? <clears throat> like screams in a bull. Okay, that that's something. Screams in a bull beef. Uh, screamsinable beasts. Screamable beasts. Scream, oh, screamable beasts. Fine. Beast. Yeah, it's just fine. Uh, 
Defenders of the Rotten Halloween edition. We haven't done this this format in a little while. No. Basically, um, they killed dead cops. What is it? Yeah. No more... Who oh, was that guy? No more dead cops. The guy who's the guy from the Greek yep. choir in fucking yes. yeah. <laughs> literally really? choir yeah. in the Dark Knight. I swear to God, every I know the Dark Knight's supposed to be good, but every line of dialogue that is not spoken by a main character feels like he was like, it'll be something else later. <laughs> Just like <laughs> never rewrote it. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, oh, I'm here with my guy. It's me, Dom. And who else is here? Nick Oldershaw is here again. Yeah, our classic. you've been here a lot lately. I have been here frequently. It's been good. Yeah. I like having you. I like being Part here. of the OG crew. You and Tim H are definitely the 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 rotating third chair. You used to say, I remember on the it might have even be on the it episode. You're like, they're just I just dust them off. You made it sound like we were like on shelves. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I've we got you hold them. Up. We take them yeah. off the hook. We sit them down in front of the microphone. Oh. Every time we go into the garage, like, oh, you know, I would really like some some water, please. And I'm like, Tim, come on, Tim. We're not record- recording yet. Don't speak. Just, I, I, I just save your voice. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's dead on. You guys don't know him. <laughs> they hear him. They hear him. I guess, man. I don't know if they hear Tim. Like, I love Tim. They don't the hear wild. him in his what's, personal time. What's yeah. my thing? this time. Because, like, I could Tim. boil even you down, Tim. Like, you could do, like, you do a thing real. you're like, that's what that is, dude. Yeah. Like that's your thing. Yeah, that is. That like, is. like no, he comes down and at the thing, yeah. dude. Like <laughs> perfect. Tim, dead Tim's, on. Tim H is is like, and here's the thing. I, <laughs> it's, it's 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 here's the thing. He does do that. Has, has Isaac ever I don't told know what yours is? He, Nick. No, Isaac, I, I can distill it because Isaac for a while he decided he was going to try to write a Nick Oldershaw joke, mm-hmm. like a joke in my voice, and he just I saw him go on stage in DC. Um, I can't remember where it was. But he just goes on stage and he goes, guys, this can't be all the colors there are, right? That is you. That's what you sound There have to be more colors than this. It's a good joke. It is a good joke. I mean, it stole my essence. It's a weird joke. Fuck. What is so, Dom's? I guess we don't... We yeah, don't do you got I'm Dom tr- definitely has a thing. You'll, I, 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 you have to like twirl your hair when you're like thinking about something. That's not, that's not audio, and, audio And you have to, you got to be like, look, not for nothing, but... You sure. I, some, I don't know. I can't. I just know little things you say. That's great. That's all we're doing. Yeah. You know, so a tick of yours is. Sure. He understands. What trying to do. What every every to three months, you seem to have like a new catchphrase, <laughs> like do, a little cool, yeah. like gro- yeah. it, it's like groovy or something. Oh, dude. Something of, of akin to that. I tried. I decided it was sophomore year of high school that groovy was going to be my word. Oh, you told me this. <laughs> oh, my God. That sucks. That so makes bad. your whole, it makes, that makes your chest spin, doesn't it? You I guess sometimes it, you think about that. You remember like saying it to a girl in the lunchroom. You're like, I got to lay face down in my bed <laughs> <laughs> for like an hour. See, I like to hear stories like that. And I like to listen with no judgment because I just need you to understand me too yes you know what i mean it's like me too as well everything every nightmare that you have where you wake up because you said something and the teacher yelled at you when you were six years old yeah you're like what is wrong with me (laughs) me too yeah uh it is there with you it's nice to know that like other people were yeah when they were crafting their identities at 14 some podcasts are like hey you know if you're lgbtq and you your parents don't understand you (laughs) i mean yes we're that but we're so much more of a microcosm like we are not like about high level things (laughs) we are about the lowest level if you've ever stubbed your toe on your own stairs (laughs) (laughs) this podcast is there for you have you ever stubbed your toe on your own on your other own? foot? Because yeah. <laughs> I've done that. Yeah. <laughs> you ever just hit the back of your one foot with your other dumb foot? How That's do you a walk? Me- yep. Good question, pal. Are you just preparing yourself for a DUI checkpoint? Like, sure. Do you remember that thing? I'm gonna where you- walk stupid always. <laughs> so if a cop sees me, he'll tell his other cop friends that guy walks stupid. Dude, if you ever pull him over, <laughs> there's nothing weird about. Leave it. him alone. You know what sucks. <laughs> About like if you're doing that walk, you're going to jail, and they still make you do it. <laughs> yeah, you, and you still think maybe like maybe if I'm really even though you're like your eyes are crossed, you're like if I walk really good sure. in a silly way, they'll let me drive my car home. Listen, officer, I did the Mario Party game where you cut his face out, and I got really good at it. <laughs> Can we play that instead? That would, oh. be, that would be funny to just insist on every time you do the like, like all right, sir, can you just walk back and forth like that, and you're like. <laughs> and they're like, sir, but I can't tell if you're doing, like, are you doing a thing or are you walking? Like, are you drunk? Ooh, I don't know. I'm doing a bit. I'm doing a bit. No, sorry, officer. I was just uh, doing a bit. There was some, there was some comic in, in DC. You killed three people. <laughs> yeah. You, you didn't hear the lead up, but <laughs> it was really good. 
I did. I get. I got asked the other day. Someone was like, "Wait, you have a podcast, but you don't listen to podcasts. Why? Do, what do you do?" And I and I was like, "Well, yeah." And they're like, "Well, then why do you like? What made you want to do a podcast?" I was like, "Well, I'm pretty sure my opinion matters. <laughs> I want people to know yep. it." Oh my god! I mean, that's facetious. That's, that's, that's the kind of honesty that you can only give if you don't give a fuck about podcasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. we try to foster community of conversations. Like, no, I want you to I listen you to, to me, to me. Yeah. and I don't want to hear from you. I will say though, the beef thing, the thing that I want to hear me the you. most. Please, I do want to hear from people, but I also my favorite thing that we hear back is that we sometimes very accidentally put to words a thing mm. that someone already thought. But they didn't like, which is incredible because I just tried to. Right, yeah, we're just, we're just. <laughs> I have no words. They were just images in the ether, and yeah. you guys right, like, and we're like, Nancy'd right. them. We Nancy'd no, them. No, I, I couldn't. I was gonna say necromancy, but that wasn't right. So I figured Mancy probably. No, means- shut up. Yeah, Mancy is like the cool like apostrophe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, y'all, y'all doing some Mancy? I've been <laughs> fucking. I Mancy'd this shit into existence. Yo, dude, Whoa. I got a rabbit and a dog. Mancy them right out the earth, bro. <laughs> dude, it's <laughs> cool. I just took a heart from the science lab, stabbed it in the field, dude. I've been oh, fucking dude, I, Manson all weekend. No, 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 man. I, I, I don't mess with Mancy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't Mancy. No, I'm sorry, fuck with man. that. Oh, you don't Mancy, bro? I don't Mancy, But I just, dude. I did the dumb, Tim and I were talking about this. I did the dumb guy thing where like my smart brain was like, well, context clues, Mancy probably means some kind of magic. Necro isn't appropriate. So I'll just go with Mancy. <laughs> 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 That'll make sense. You can do Mancy. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Ah, whatever. Do you believe in Mancy? <laughs> he lives <laughs> under my bed. <laughs> Uh, so, defenders of the goddamn spooky. Oh, yeah, man. Well, we were doing an episode of this podcast. Um, yes, defenders of the rotten Halloween edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't heard the show before, God help you. Um, it's a weird one to start on. But also, uh, the way this works is that you take a movie, relatively low scored on Rotten Tomatoes, and Mine's you give it a new rating oh. that you believe. We recognize that it is an aggregate score of a bunch of viewers, and it's not a one to one hundred scale. But fuck off. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about that when I was with mine. Yeah. I was like, the score makes sense, but I recommend the movie. Sure. So, we'll interesting. See. Well, this is going to be yeah. a weird one because, yeah. you know, like on Halloween, things don't work exactly the way they do in the mortal world. Ooh, <laughs> You'll find sense. out what I mean later. I hope that one of us dies on mic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Tim has a very, very scary thing planned around the 42 minute mark. Anyway, we all picked a movie. Uh, it's a spooky, vaguely Halloween themed movie. Um, and I like what wants- you were saying, because you, you were saying that yours, because I, I worry about this when we do Defenders, that I'm going to pick one that I'm going to watch because I'm, conv- I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to like it again, and I don't. And that mm. happened to you this time. Yes, it did. And Explain. that's why my, my choice is not uh, raise. It is not Polar Downer. <laughs> it is undead. It is, whoa, it, is, uh, it is changed. It is, it is still the same it is. So my, you're you're necromancing. Am I starting? You're doing Mancy, baby. Yeah, I'm fucking mancing it up over oh here. Oh my God, dude. Uh, my movie. You have to look up the title? <laughs> Tim's wonder. on his phone right now for the title of what he's reviewing. It's crazy because I that's called that can't um, be what it is. It's called time. the Exorcist. <laughs> no, that's. Uh, I'm just trying to pull up a little bit of information so I don't sound like a big dumb fucking. It's too late for that. Tim. I did big research on Listen, mine. Is I can interesting. edit my thing, and you guys don't have to fill time. Mine like is said. mine is a storied tale. Whoa! I mean, every movie is a story. No, but tale. like this one is like, a, especially like a sort of like behind the music. Like, not that I'm going to go into all, but it's it's interest. The production of it was interesting. Okay. Here my movie is I'm Hannibal. Hannibal. <laughs> Hannibal. <laughs> Hannibal the the prequel. No, Hannibal the sequel. That's Hannibal Rising. Excuse me. Hannibal Rising was a pretty So there's, there's Silence of the Lamb, and then there's Hannibal, and then Red Dragon, which is right. a remake of uh, uh, Manhunter. Of Manhunter, which I think is the first Ma- in the series. Yeah, Michael Mann. Very yeah, confused. I, so do we like, chronologically? Let's go with the movies. I think Manhunter's not canon with the movies. Manhunter is not canon <laughs> with the movies, but it is technically the first one. Yeah. And Whoa. who plays uh, um, Lecter um, in that? Brian. Oh, Brian Cox. Yeah. Well, Brian Cox is Hannibal. Then the, that's produced by a guy named Dilo, Dino De Laurentiis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I forget what the production company was. Whatever. Then Silence of the Lambs comes out, uh, nineteen ninety one. Uh, Jonathan Demi. Is that how you pronounce yeah, that guy's Demi. name? Why do yeah. I know his name? He's a good director. He directed Philadelphia. He directed yeah. Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. So and then jo- Jodie Foster is Clarice Starling, obviously. Anthony Hopkins as Dr. Lecter. Uh, and just like a very a very classic, beloved, well-regarded movie. Um, and Hannibal. then a sequel that no one came back for. No. Almost no one except Anthony Hopkins. Well, uh, the, screenwriters were, uh, the screenwriters weren't involved. 
director was involved. So the director they pick up is Ridley Scott, who, I mean, <laughs> what? has kind of like no, I, I like Ridley Scott's movies, but I, I also think he's kind of like a um, aesthetic chameleon. He doesn't really have like a style, hmm. so to say. I just think yeah. he's just like a talented director. Um, Journeyman. And then the, that producer, Dito De Laurentiis, came back, I guess, to try and get this project off the ground with a screenplay by David Mamet, who uh, known by for Glengarry Glen Ross and other the shit. Hell? Yeah. And uh, Steve Zalian, or would have, how would we pronounce that guy's name? The dude who did... Um, oh, Ziggy Azalea. Yeah, Iggy Azalea. Iggy Azalea. Yeah, Ziggy, Ziggy Azalea. Azalea. <laughs> <laughs> he did uh, Money, Moneyball, uh, Gangs of New York, fucking... Oh, um, so I didn't know that. And something else. Oh, Schindler's List. Right. Whoa. So... All stars. For all intents and <laughs> yeah. purposes. So he was a comedy. You're like, yeah. And this, <laughs> and I remember really liking this as a kid, and I noticed that it is rated, I think, 66, I want to say. Wow, I'm surprised. Uh, 62, with an audience rating of 32. Uh, and I was like, oh, perfect. This will be my defend. This movie fucking sucks. Oh, no. This is a straight up bad film. Unfortunately, like, it's one of these things where we watched Silence of the Lambs, then we watched this, and... I guess somewhere in the late 90s, early 2000s, when uh, computer graphics became more prominent in movies, every director's like, let's fucking use them. Absolutely. <laughs> Just like weird little camera <laughs> tricks, like this kind of, the kind of music video-y thing where the frame rate cuts in half and it kind of blurs out when somebody turns and sees something horrifying. Okay. It just dates itself so, so poorly. Damn. Like, it is... Um, and so why did you used to like it? I just thought How it was did it cool. Exist in your head? <laughs> like it's like a scary, oh, Hannibal Lecter. He's like the badass and he gotcha. kills and he eats people. But it like, is, it's cool when you're like 13. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Like a, a Ray Liotta, he gets the top of his head cut off while oh, he's, no. while he's still alive and he feeds him part of his brain, in the climax of the movie. Oh it's my just like, God. And, you know, that's fucking rad as shit when you're 13 and it is so weird and lame. That makes me want to bark. It it's, makes me realize like- Hannibal Lecter, in a lot of ways, is like a reverse James Bond, where he Whoa. is kind of like a genius. I love this. This take. is a big. <laughs> so, I love this take so much. I mean, like he's not necessarily a good guy. He is our antihero, and he and like all of his villains are three times as fucking weird as he is. Like uh -huh. Gary Oldman's huh. villain is this tar terribly disfigured man in a wheelchair that uh, Dr. Lecter gave poppers many years ago and like convinced him to cut his own face off. It is just Holy so... Holy shit. It made me realize, first of all, how much of an edgelord that David Mamet is. Totally. Uh, and also like... edging. There's just, yeah, <laughs> he loves edging. Edge Lord of the Edge. Huge, huge king of, king of edging. I just imagine him edging in a fucking kilt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then just the, the very strange dated shit in this movie. Like, okay, for instance, the movie opens with uh, six times hotter Clarice Starling. Uh, <laughs> <What>? Unfortunately, <laughs> no, Julianne, Moore, Julianne Moore is way more attractive than Jodie Foster. But, is, but I dude. like that about Jodie Foster's character in Clarice where she's just like, she's an academic. She's kind of a plain Jane. And then right. you have Julianne Moore who's hot. Yeah. Um, I think Jodie Foster's attractive. She's, yes, whatever. She doesn't feel the same way about you. Yeah. Sad to say. <laughs> Fucking white knight. Who are you trying to defend <laughs> Jodie Foster on this damn podcast? Come on. Uh -huh. uh, That's what you get. And then, so, also the idea that you have these two characters and the interplay between these two characters being what's so compelling about uh, and this is like almost at the top of the Rotten Tomatoes thing where it's, it's, that's, what's compelling about the first movie, Silence of the Lambs. And then let's keep them apart. Almost the entire movie. Oh, bummer. Yeah. It, it's just, no, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense it's not very compelling, but anyway, it's for dated, dated dialogue. I will end this round sentence soon. Yeah. But they're, this has uh, been the very first sentence. thing. Yes. Yeah. The very first thing is that Clarice is doing this raid on some kind of drug hideout and the drug kingpin is this woman. And she's got like a baby on her on her front, like a baby Bjorn, and she's using that to shield her from getting shot. Baby Bjork. And when she's briefing her men, she has like a um, this is this is so and so whatever. She's HIV positive, so she will spit and she will bite, <laughs> which is holy <laughs> shit, dude. <laughs> this is two thousand and one. Wow, like you'd that think rules. this shit would have been wrapped up by then. Like HIV. that is insane. It's like it works like zombies, right? Yeah. HIV like that's. <laughs> Exactly. Yes, <laughs> that's what David. That is that is such a David Mamet thing to think. Too. Yeah, he, he definitely like wouldn't check with anybody. Just oh yeah, Mamet. there's just these dangerous bomb virus bombs <laughs> walking among us. Virus bombs. Just it, it's just like so fucking. And you know, of course, Gary Oldman's face, the face cutting off scene happens while he's uh, autoerotically asphyxiating. Oh cool. And he's a he's a child predator, and it's just like so fucking. 
Just Ewy. grim. It just tries so goddamn hard. Yeah. And I was so, so upset. It sounds icky. How much, from what I remember of Hannibal, is Hannibal in it? Because, like, the reason why Hannibal's so good in Silence of the Lambs is that he's in the movie for, like, 15 minutes. Yes. Like, you're craving seeing him. I feel like he's in, like, by the time you get to that end scene where he's feeding... Um, it's exhausting. You're done with Hannibal Lecter. You're like, you're sure. fucking silly, dude. Yeah. You're I not gotcha. scary. I gotcha. Yeah, I, but, like, Hannibal in a lot of ways is supposed to be the anti-hero. And you always kind of want to root for him. Mm-hmm. He's just only wants to kill people that want to hurt him or hurt others. Uh, but then, like, you know, mm-hmm. he's he's a little bit more sadistic than he needs to be in this one. He plays yeah. it, like, a little weird as opposed to, like, um, I don't know, Red Dragon or... yeah. I like the Hannibal series. I like the books. I think mm. the TV show is pretty cool. TV I didn't cool. get into it as much as I wanted to. Uh, and I think that this is the worst one out of anything in this That's entire well, no. uh, pantology. Hannibal Rising. I didn't even see that. Yes. Yeah. Hannibal Rising is the worst one. <laughs> Paul Neesey's on the couch saying, he's saying yes. <laughs> Agreed. That. <clears throat> what about young, sexy Hannibal? That's what people want to hear. Do like a hot Hannibal in what the woods? What if we took <laughs> the memorable thing? Yeah. <laughs> That's what uh, I took away. There was but, big shoes to fill for uh, for Mads Mickelson. Yeah, Mads Mickelson. He, I, I will say, man, he is. I mean, he looks I, like he's eat, he eats people. He's born he to look yeah, he like he looks, eats people. Yeah, he's the most snake like man. He's good. I don't think of Hannibal as having that accent, but once you get past it, he's he's really good in that show. Sure. Yeah, people yeah. like that show. I never watched a single fucking frame of it. It's good. I'm sad. They, they ended right as they were about to adapt Silence of the Lambs. <gasps> That's cool. Yeah. Was that on, that wasn't on purpose? No, either. Not, it got canceled. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's interesting. Well, I'm well, sorry, the, Tim. The whole thing kind of do, it it does the the plots of the movies. So like because uh, mm. they're based on these novels, and basically they're adapting the novels for a TV show. So it's TV show based on oh. the, the books. Yeah. Not yeah. I know the, nothing about. Sounds it's of it's the a Lambs really in interesting. Like I just it's it's, it's a, good. It's a blind spot. It's one of those things that I guess I always thought of as a horror, mm. but now going back and watching it, I realize that it's much more of like a a, a you know gross out drama. Where like you know it's it's gonna be yeah, intense, it's gonna be a thriller, but it's not ever gonna be like scary necessarily as much as it's like dreadful. Mm. Um, and this one really was dreadful. Let me Whoa. tell you that. Let me tell you that, ladies. Well, the ghosts and ghouls kind of come out to socialize. I know that was the ghost of Gene Siskel stopping <laughs> <in> the podcast. <laughs> When, uh, what's the movie that Gene Siskel went to bat for? Like a really weird one. Like, no, I will defend Fern Gully. Or like, no, it was I, it was Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert. I think you're thinking of, he gave Spawn um, an Whoa. almost perfect score. <laughs> Whoa. He, he compared it. He compared it to a like. He's like, it's like a Hieronymus, a Hieronymus Bosch painting. And the, the review ends with Gene Siskel go, "You're comparing it to Hieronymus Bosch. Well, good luck." <laughs> <laughs> God, man, Hieronymus Bosch is such like the the out of the pocket. I don't know what I'm talking about, but <laughs> I want to be artistic. <laughs> it totally well, is, but you know, man, I love Bosch, dude. Yeah. I oh, I don't know. The fuck last thing I will about. say about this movie in in the uh, one man's gripes section of the podcast, where the whole plot is that Gary Oldman's character, who is great by the way, Gary Oldman, wonderful and everything, perfectly cartoonish. The movie around him just kind of sucks. Uh, he wants to get Hannibal Lecter captured. And brought to his compound, which is either in Italy or in the United States, they don't really say. They kind of teleport between the two a little bit towards the end. uh, To push him into a pot of boar, or to a a, a pen of boars that he has trained to attack and kill humans at the sound of humans screaming. (laughs) So good. Why? (laughs) I'm not sure. I guess he just thinks that that would be pretty cool. They never quite say why that Sick. is. I wonder. I feel like David Mamet, like David Mamet, like did coke and like saw a game of mousetrap and was like, "That is my movie." Well, it's based on the. It's got to be based on a book. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's right, based of on course, a novel. But like, I mean, there's a way to do that and not have it just be like a fuck. We got to have this in the movie. It might as well be a footnote. Like it's weirder yeah. when you make that kind of thing a footnote. Sure. Where that's his plan is to push him into a, a pen of boars. Right, right, right. That's something you would adapt. Right? And that's you how wouldn't. he ends up getting killed is that his assistant who doesn't like him uh, pushes him in the pen of boars. Classic. In, some, in like uh-huh. the most insane morality tale I yeah. could possibly I like, imagine. Okay, so the movie has a lesson. That's, right? that's, that's an animated film. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Okay. And it cuts to black as he falls into the, uh, the boar pen. Dude, eaten Lightning by pigs. Cracks. No, man, eaten by crows, like from we're back. Yes. Oh, that's, that's the wild shit. And it's just his oh, eye yes. left. Wow. His eye is left. That's awesome. There's another movie where some I've seen like three movies where people are eaten by crows, which made me worried that it would like was a thing that could happen to me. I think yeah. <laughs> like, I see crows too many crows. Are scary. Crows are, crows are good. Crows remember you. Crows are smart. Ex- I'm sorry. 
Yeah, crows remember your face. Yeah, they're super smart birds. And they can talk to each other to say, hey, guy in the red sweater is back. Get him. He's a dick. That's why you be nice to all crows you see. And I feed them when I see crows. <gasps> I, rem- I see ravens. When I see magpies, I feed them as well. It wasn't, I remember. Feed I the pigeons, sometimes feed the sparrows too. I feed the, I've, I've been feeding. Same I talk birds about this while you're at it. I've been talking about this every podcast, but I, I keep trying to be friends with the geese at the park where I live and they just don't like me. Yeah. I get very interesting. Here, let me hold your babies. Well. <laughs> I'll hold your babies for you. Oh, no, 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 you no, said no. I keep trying to be friends with the geese at the park. Like you're hold going, on, like I was gonna, um, I was gonna go see First Man. I just didn't know if like <laughs> you guys want to come. Because we're going, because we're going anywhere. No, 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 I don't no, know no, if no. You guys want to? No, there's you a, guys no. smoke. You guys want to? <laughs> you guys oh, smoke? Oh, okay, no, no. There's, no, there's a woman at the park where I live who's friends with the birds, and then there's a guy who's friends with the geese. He get like the, this one big white geese like sits on his lap, and he like has a name for. Oh, you're jealous. And 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 the the people who like man as they come down, they say, sir, please get. Get the geese off your lap, and he's like, "She likes me. What do you want?" <laughs> like, and, it's, and so I, so I try to go be friends with the geese, and there's this this one goose dude. If I even like make eye contact, it throws its head back and it just wails into the sky, <laughs> and then its friend like like lowers its head and like runs at me. What are I have their to, names? I don't have names for. I'm, I don't know them that well yet. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm, I need. We names. got enough friends. Get lost, kid. So I don't know what why the geese don't like me. It would be just weird if you just like joined our thing. Like we already have sort yeah. of our group dynamic and if you just entered it it would kind of be weird <laughs> yeah i am like genuinely like obsessing about this though i'm sorry buddy <laughs> they'll, they'll come around they'll come around have you I, shown I up with food yeah yeah i've been trying to like give them bread how do they feel about the bread pepperoni the bread. slices <laughs> yeah of course i'm showing up ah, firecrackers the snapping rocks you throw at the ground they don't want to eat them <laughs> i thought they would like fireworks i even I gave them that- a, yeah, a flare gun <laughs> <laughs> birds eat sticks right <laughs> i gifted them a loaded gun as a gift i know that it's scary where we live <laughs> i thought they might want this six-pack container that i'm not using anymore oh, fucking, oh, you're trying, yeah, the, yeah they get their next yeah, they get the, yeah that's how you kill dolphins it was a reach it was a reach well that's t- uh, nick <laughs> not how t- you, that's not how you kill dolphins. Yeah, that's how dolphins are dying dude <laughs> I guess I'll go next. Okay, sorry. You know, silver bullet. <laughs> yeah, like, the way you kill creatures of myth. Yeah. Stake through the heart. That plastic six pack. Six six oh, I hear the dolphin. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I, in I guess so. This came out two thousand six. So this movie must have came out. Um, oh. I didn't look at the. I didn't look at the month it came out. I guess I could. I think I know what but it is. But it either came out the end of my eighth grade or the very beginning of our freshman year of high school. Okay. Uh, it's this movie that I proceeded to buy on DVD and really didn't watch in its entirety through. I would only watch the parts where they used their powers. Oh, I th- I know exactly what this is, dude. The movie is called The Covenant. Oh, yeah, I fucking... <laughs> I was just going to text you about The Covenant the other day. Yeah. So... I put on the covenant, or as today. I call it, hocus pocus for dudes. Yeah, it's, it's Yale hocus pocus. Yeah. They make a oh, uh, there's a great witch joke. He goes, "I'm gonna make you my weach." Oh my god! Isn't that awesome? From 2006. 2006, you say? I say. Interesting. Uh, the covenant is about these five descendants of like original warlocks who, when coming to America to escape persecution found more persecution and decided amongst themselves the only way that we survive as our i guess race is we don't tell anyone that we're we do magic now and then they said they and that was their agreement was the covenant that they made so this is about their sexy descendants they all look like they're in twilight Mm -hmm. and i put it on it has a four percent on rotten tomatoes i know it has a four so I was pretty sure even if I like wasn't impressed with it, I was going to have something to say for like very few things deserve a 4%. Mm-hmm. And I don't think this is one of them. I think it's a, it is not a good movie, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. It's not good. But I will say that I was my bar was so low going into expecting like I know I only like this because I liked things where people used powers and it hit me at right in that same era of jumper of like, oh, I'm going to just watch this because I like to watch yeah. powers being used and it was actually slightly more interesting than I thought it was going to be just in the idea that like they have this cool there's a cool element that's like the magic is is killing them like it like it's an addictive thing to do and it's mm-hmm. it's basically they 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 don't do a good this movie doesn't do anything that it wants to do as well as it could mm-hmm. but it's the ideas are cool enough that I was like, oh, how pleasantly surprising. Is but this like, based on a YA thing or is this like I an don't original? Know. I don't think so. I, I think, think it's a original. movie. 
But it's which is which is again another thing that's cool. And the movie is very bad. Again, it's so cheesy. It is so lame. But I think with distance from it now, like being twelve years after that, you can kind of watch it and not be offended that it's like a movie that someone made now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because like, I feel like if I saw something like this now, I would be like, I can't believe how bad that was. Right. But now there's enough. It feels far enough away. The people are dressed like college kids yeah, in 2006. Yeah. Stuck within its own time. Well, yeah. So it's like I'm com- I feel comfortable watching it and being like, you know what? I like how fucking stupid the dialogue is. It was making me laugh. And in, yeah. and in maybe a way that the person knew. So the guy who directed this movie directed Die Hard 2 yeah. and um, Nightmare on Elm Street 4, I think. Yes. So like That's the one where Freddy gets funny, right? 4? Freddy gets funny in 3. But yeah, 4 is where he gets ridiculous. So I have to believe that this director, having come from that, like texture was there's no way that he sat down and was like i'm very passionate about the prettiest boys in school who can do magic yep like he knew he was making this very pulpy very because it's it's a soap opera the whole movie and i i kind of i think what it was doing for me when i was watching it now and i think that this is why if i was ever going to tell someone i have a hard time like saying you need to watch it because it's good it's actually good and people are wrong but like if you like riverdale if you like yeah the beautiful teenagers like college kids who were getting up to to spooky shit and there's like murders and like there's this cool thing where they they also do this interesting thing in a movie like this where they don't really explain too much about the lore they kind of are just like like they just randomly at one point in the movie he sees the body of someone that that one of the bad guys killed and it just like keeps appearing to him in his bedroom and it's this very haunting like ghost face like his face is all warped and like stretching and shit and he reaches forward and then turns into smoke and they just like without really saying anything say like i saw a darkling (laughs) what the fuck is a darkling what does that mean and they and they kind of just speculate he's like they 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 they, first of all they all know what it is so there's no like wait what's that i didn't pay attention in which school yeah like they just say oh you saw a darkling how interesting why do you think he appeared to you like Perfect. as if it's like a thing like that everyone knows i was like that's cool that's i cool, miss that's cool. when we would do that yeah it was awesome and it, it did that enough times and even like there's just this scene where it's like he he takes the girl he's like taking the girl out on to like a movie or something or they're going to a bar later um and he's like, I actually really quickly, I know we're like on the way to like go out and have a fun night, but I would really like it if we could drive to the woods and I could get out and go into this extremely spooky house and leave you here in the car, if that's cool with you. And he does it and he walks in and he has like a bag of something like medicine or something you assume. And like, there's a, there's a, there's a housekeeper who you don't know like why they're there and why they're the housekeeper. And he gives the guy the thing and the guy's like, this girl, like, why are you, you're, you're, you're involving her or whatever. And he's like, I don't know. I saw a darkling though. And like, and then he leaves. You saw Darkling? Oh wow! Yeah, so why do you think he appeared? Why do you think he appeared to you? Yeah, <laughs> that's the funniest response. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a Darkling. You think he appeared to you? And um, I would love if one of my friends just like with certainty said, "Like, why do you think he appeared to you?" And uh, so then he leaves. But they go back to the house later, and you find out that that's where. So the the, the main conceit of the movie is that magic kills you the more you use it 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 ages your body because it's not about your spirit like he there's a line in the movie where he says something like it's not about the power it doesn't matter how much power you get because you can kind of like you can will other warlocks your power by just saying it like i will you my power is like can you can give it to someone else but he's like but the main guy is like that's not the problem the problem is your body your body is still mortal and so it doesn't matter how much magic you have or use it like ages your body so it's like he goes up into the spooky house where the housekeeper was and it's like his dad who's who looks 300 years old and he looks to the girlfriend with certainty in his eyes and his with his beautiful beautiful face and he goes he's 44 (laughs) (laughs) and it rules it's so good that's so but it's so cheesy the whole movie's cheesy now i will say this the movie does not age well in regards to like um the dynamics between men and women yeah great. it is extremely bad but i here's what's interesting about it Cause like I actually rewatched it with uh, with Paige recently, and we were like, "Oh, so you uh, you know what I'm talking about?" Yes. Uh, well, but we were like, "Is this movie on either on, is it on purpose or an accident?" Like sort of a commentary on frat culture. I think it is a little because that's like totally, yeah. I was like, maybe there should be like some reevaluation of this movie because it yeah. like, might be up to some stuff. Because it is, it's so hammy that I think the problem was people didn't. 
if you were watching this again, if it was a movie this year, I don't think you would read that it was hammy. I think you would just be like, oh, there's st- this is one yeah. of the worst screenplays I've ever seen written. Right. But again, like even the magic shit was cool enough. Like, I don't like how long the final fight goes on for because they're basically just like Dragon Ball Zing each other back and forth sure. with, with like wavy lines, essentially. Like, it's not even really, it's not like they're conjuring fire snakes and shit. They're just sort of like, right. this hurts you, and then that hurts you. And then now you go... <laughs> you had such a specific thing that you wanted to see. Yeah. I guess I was, like, thinking of the fight between there? Voldemort and Dumbledore. Right. But... Totally. Yeah, as one I, does. I don't want to, <laughs> like, rose-colored glasses the past, but I do yearn for a time when satire was a little bit less on the nose like they were kind of doing the thing but they were sending mm. up the thing instead of now where it feels like satire is very much like it has to like be deadpool obvious. like is right. is considered satire yeah. now where it's like you know not not a bad film in its own right, right but very much literally staring at the camera saying aren't superheroes gay farts <laughs> <laughs> but it is really good too that like well also wait sebastian stan is in this movie mm-hmm. wait who sebastian stan bucky is in this. What? Yeah. The chili soldier. And he's so bad. <laughs> the cold soldier. Harder <laughs> oh, chili. <laughs> and um, so is Taylor Kish. Kish. Oh, yeah. my, my, my brother. Yes. <laughs> my, my boyfriend. Taylor Kish, yes. Uh, it's bad. Everybody in it is bad, except maybe the main girl is weirdly like doing that thing where like, you know how the, that person sticks out in a movie like this where they're like, oh, you're being a person right in the movie you're like trying you're trying to look at the things that are happening and have like a human reaction to yeah. it whereas everyone else is like there are some bad deliveries in this oh there's a great part where he's like lifting a empty keg in the back of the bar the two warlocks are going to fight each other and it's floating in front of them and their eyes go black and orange and he and he goes um this is a real line that this teenage this 18 year old supposedly says he goes my power is greater than yours and then the other one goes, not until you ascend. Because <laughs> the whole there's this whole lead up to that when he turns 18, he's going to like become your power, your magic power becomes one with your life force. Mm-hmm. So like you become you become more powerful, but then it becomes more dangerous to use your magic mm-hmm. because now it's like it's inextricably tied to like you being alive. I, all that stuff is cool. And I was again, oh, in man, the movie, this is about cum, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep yeah, it in. Now, now that you're liable for child support, now it becomes more dangerous <laughs> to wield your to magic. Use your cum. <laughs> Getting Nancy up in it's here. It's funny that. It, <laughs> so, it's, yeah, an underage. How old is the kid's like 17 or something? There's, he's supposed to be 17 and he yeah. looks like Wait, he's it, 29. An underage cum magic? I was going to say, there was in like a Hollywood? <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. These guys are having a come off. <laughs> it does a little look like cum, like when they shoot the magic at each other, because it's just sort of like a little bit see-through wavy lines. Uh, sure. You know what? Here's, I'm, maybe the world was not ready for the covenant. The, no, dude. yeah. You're, you're, I've <laughs> accidentally convinced Nick that this is a masterpiece. This is, this is a masterpiece film. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's worth just how cheesy, again, how Riverdale it is. That works now again. Right. So you can watch that again and be like, they're all just pretty. And it's, I'm, I'm interested enough. I will say once like about halfway through the movie, you find out. So the whole thing is like, there were five families, but obviously like, Oh, the one family line ended and we haven't heard from them ever. Cause they died in some way or whatever. Cause they were cast out of the covenant and then they died and we never mm-hmm. saw them again. So you're like, Oh, there's four kids. And then like, there's the new guy in town and you're like, well, He's the guy, right, he's right. the other descendant of whatever. And they they figure that out about halfway through the movie. Luckily, it doesn't like become excruciating where you're like, oh my God, is this going to be the twist of the movie? But pretty much as soon as they introduce the bad guy in it, it becomes a little bit of a drag because they spend a really, there's a really long scene where he, where the bad guy is in the, the girl's dorm room and he's kind of interesting. Like he does this thing. They never really explain the powers or why they do things that they do because like he just sort of has spiders come out of him and like bite people. And then that's what makes them sick. And like, so like yeah. the one girl that almost, that almost dies in the movie, like is, is in the hospital and there's a great moment where it's like a very, it's like, it's it's on the main girl and the doctor is out of focus a step behind her and he goes it's as if she was bitten by spiders <laughs> <laughs> and at this point the girl has had a dream about spiders so she's like freaking out she's like oh that must mean something but like the guy the bad guy like puts a, gets a spider comes out of his fingers or whatever like from and then it goes into her ear and the main guy just watches that happen for whatever reason he doesn't like move i don't know why and he's like what do you stop it 
<laughs> you doing? Don't let that go in there. And then it does, and then she's getting sick. But then they have this huge this conversation that over like beats in over and over again the simple fact that the bad guy wants the bad guy because he was separated from the families and because he wasn't taught what he was and what he could do and the harmful nature of what it was by the time he ascended when he turned 18 it was too late he was already addicted to the magic so now he's like killing himself but he can't stop right. and so the, he thinks the only way to fix that is to st- is to take the magic from the moment the, the new guy ascends is to like bewilder the magic and then that'll su- fix everything for him right could have been said in how short i just said it instead they take about six minutes of them pacing around a bedroom and then like doing they basically just have telekinesis fights back and forth where it's just like i'm gonna make you what if i threw you to the ceiling but then what what if i threw you against the bathroom mirror <laughs> and then like when he leaves he fixes the back the bathroom mirror they do about three mirror fixing special effects in this movie they were very they were that very technology had just been yeah. perfected with like the with the reverse mirror breaking sound as well that right yeah anyway watch the covenant all right it's a fun little spooky put it on don't pay it much attention drink it's great magic has come it's not supposed yeah. to be a four percent it's supposed to be i would oh, say yeah, generously score? if i'm feeling really generous which i am right now as we've talked about it i would give it like a 54 okay 54 from four plus 50 points. I think that's the that's highest a big margin one. That's a big of, jump. of probably any B any. Well, what was Van Helsing? Cause we must've given that one a big hike. Yeah. I think also maybe 50. Cause I think it's like a 20. We jumped it up to yeah. 70. Um, I didn't give mine. Mine's at 64. I would, I would say 32. <laughs> Pulling down dude. Well, this is we used to do defenders and puller Pull downers. downers. So yeah. he told me to have to pick one just in, in the back pocket, but just in case I figure yeah. maybe we'll start doing puller downers sometimes. Yeah. I realized I'm like, mine's not, is undead. I'm like, no, it's just a, just a negative. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah, to pull yeah. her down. Or, yeah. When you said that, I was like, well, okay, sure. <laughs> I guess trying, you make the rules here. thematic. <laughs> I get, no, I totally. All right, uh, Nick. Yeah. My, my, it's funny because mine is actually a 54. It's funny it's that you say 54. that. It's at 54. Whoa. Mine is um, William Peter Blatty's The Exorcist 3. Okay. Um, William Peter Blatty wrote the original Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Um, he wrote a sequel novel called Legion. The Exorcist 3 is based off of Legion. He didn't want to call the movie The Exorcist. This movie is basically, it's a really interesting movie. Really well, like I love the writing in this movie. I think it's a really well-written movie that was just marred by studio interference. Like from the get-go, mm-hmm. he didn't want to call it The Exorcist 3 because The Exorcist 2 was so poorly received and he didn't want to acknowledge it. He wanted to call it Legion. Characters return from The Exorcist, but they've been recast and the studio was like, well, you should call The Exorcist 3. He's like, I don't want to call The Exorcist 3. He's like, all right, how about this? We'll call it The Exorcist 1990. He was like, I- I'll call it The Exorcist 3. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, he basically, there are two cuts of this movie that you can watch. You can, and and they're, they're actually both pretty good. There's the theatrical cut. I just want to say real quick, this is exactly the kind of Nick Oldershaw pick I was hoping for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. It's, Thank so, you. So, the theatrical, basically, he turned in a cut of the movie that was, and it's, I think that the reason why the studio was afraid, and the movie still made money, it made like thirty million dollars. Like it made, it like was an eleven million dollar budget, made forty million at the box office. Not a failure by any means. But the cut he turned in, they were afraid wasn't scary enough. It's very a lot of this movie is people having conversations with each other, and like, but like the way he, you can tell that he, because he was a novelist before he was a director, and he shines at dialogue. There, there, there are so many conversations in this movie. Mm. Like, there's a conversation between Lieutenant Kinder and Father Dyer. It's, it doesn't have anything to do with anything, but he's talking about, he's like, I haven't bathed in three days and I can't go home yet because my mother-in-law is keeping a carp alive in my bathtub. And if I go home before that fish falls asleep, I know I'm going to fucking kill it. And it's really, it's just every conversation <laughs> is that interesting. There's a part where, so Brad Dourif, <laughs> so weird. Brad Dourif plays the Gemini killer who has possessed the body of Father Karras from the first movie. And originally... Brad Dourif was just supposed to be recast as Father Cars. The studio brought in Jason Miller to play Father Cars again. Jason Miller was an alcoholic who couldn't remember his lines. So when he's possessed by Brad Pitt sometimes or Brad Dourif, sometimes he just turns into Brad Dourif, but then sometimes he doesn't. It's very strange. Brad Dourif, the guy who played Chucky? He's the guy who played Chucky. He's 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 really good in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a really like, there's another really great conversation where uh Kinder is in a holding cell with him. And he's like, if you've been in possession of Karis' body for 15 years, why have you been laying low? And Durf is like, do you know how hard it is to possess a body once the brain has begun to die? Well, he's like, I had to, I had to, he's like, I had to rebuild him using all of my energy for 15. It's, it's just like, it's so interesting. That's cool. 
Yeah. So like, that's really the heart of this movie is like, the, it's sort of like a religious thriller. Studio saw that cut. They were like, there need to be more special effects and there needs to be an exorcism. He's like, but there's, there's, I didn't want to call it the exorcism. There shouldn't be an exorcism in this movie. So in the theatrical cut, there are all these ridiculous special, these special effects that are like unintentionally humorous compared to how grounded the rest of the movie is. This is this the thing where Fabio is an angel? Yes. Is it in this one? Yes. yes. Fabio. Oh, and so is a basket. There's another like famous basketball player who's an angel. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was like completely flabbergasted when I saw it. Because the movie As you would be. Yes. so different up to that point. But the, like what's crazy is once you swing back to reality, it's compelling enough that like you don't, you like roll with it. There's also a, there's also a scare in this movie that is like something out of Clock Tower and is like really terrifying. Um, but yeah, so the last 12 minutes of this movie is basically a non sequitur where the studio made him shoot an exorcism. This character who we've seen once in a cutaway, who none of the other characters have spoken to, comes in and performs an exorcism on Jason Miller slash Brad Dourif, who changes between the two actors, like in the middle of the scene for no rhyme. It's <laughs> okay. so bizarre. And it's like, and he, even though that's bad and has nothing to do with the movie as an isolated piece of filmmaking, it's also still really interesting because there's, uh, um, George C. Scott is Lieutenant Kinder turning in maybe one of his best performances. Same, same with Brad Dourif. And there's a part where, um, the Gemini killer using like his telekinetic powers has, uh, Lieutenant Kinder like pressed up against the wall and the whole movie, Lieutenant, Lieutenant Kinder has been having like a crisis of faith. And the Gemini killer's like, so have I, do you believe now? Do you, now do you see, do you believe? And Lieutenant Kinder's just like, I believe in, he's like, I believe, I believe in evil. I believe in murder. I believe in deceit. And then he goes, I believe in slime. And it's so, <laughs> and it's silly, but it's so awesome. Cause nice. he's just like, fuck, he's acting his ass off. So at, the theatrical cut of the movie doesn't make a lot of sense. It's compelling despite all of its glaring flaws. You can get Shout Factory has released a cut of the movie called The Legion Cut. The unfortunate, so it was basically reconstructed using like VHS transfers of the dailies. Whoa. So like the movie will cut to like a four by three, like fuzzy VHS image. Um, actually, it does it a lot. Like it's the majority of the movie. Um, mm. And it, it it makes a lot more sense. It's clearly a very different movie. It's just like you're not, it's, it's really low image quality. But Bummer. if you like the theatrical cut, definitely check out the Legion cut. There's, there's like... There's so much to love in this movie. Like I, I never, hmm. st I was always compelled by what was going on on screen. That's fascinating. Yeah. I like the exorcist. I think I like it more than the exorcist. Like, you know, like exorcist is better, but if you ask me which one I wanted to watch, it'd be exorcist three. You know, I like movies like that. Yeah. I sometimes wonder how many of these, like in the, the great horror series, once you get like high into the sequels, how many of them are actually really good yeah. or at least like worth it in some way. Well, I'm like, I'm the Exorcist series is so interesting to get, actually to get back to Rennie Harlan. Cause like mm. all of the movies, I would recommend all of them on some level. Exorcist two is the worst, but it has a great Ennio Morricone soundtrack. So like yeah. I'm fucking watching it. There, there was a, a fourth Exorcist film called the Exorcist, the beginning. And it was originally shot by Paul Schrader, the guy who did taxi driver as um, dominion prequel to Exorcist. He turned in an entire movie. Warner brothers, I think was like, this is not good. And we don't want to put it out. So they brought in Rennie Harlan, used all the same actors and locations, but with a completely different script, and shot another Exorcist movie, and then released them both. <laughs> what? So, so there's there's Dominion prequel to The Exorcist and The Exorcist: The Beginning. They have the same actors in the same roles in the same locations, completely different scripts. What the it fuck? Is, did they both get theatrical releases? I think Dominion got a limited theatrical release. Um, Exorcist the Beginning got a wide theatrical release. But dude, watching them back to back is, you feel like you're in a dream. It's very, <laughs> very strange. That rules. Yeah. And ex honestly, Exorcist 2, like, visually is really, all the Exorcist who's movies the are like, Who's the director on Exorcist 2? John Borman, the director of uh, um, Zardoz yeah. and uh, the, the Banjo movie. <laughs> Yeah, Deliverance. Deliverance, yeah, Deliverance. Oh, I yeah. Know so, like, like, every single Exorcist film has been, like, auteur-driven. Hmm. But only the first one anybody liked. It's weird, like, it's weird that the studio, when the studio, like, ma they mandate that there has to be an exorcism, it's like, yeah, it's the Exorcist, there has to be an exorcism. It's like, is that what people liked about the Exorcist? Well, I think that you're touching on something very interesting when talking about, like, first of all, studio meddling and, and yeah. the... I do think that people are stupid by and large, yeah. but I don't think that they can't recognize things that are smart and enjoy things mm -hmm. that are smart. Like right. think of how many dumb guys, you know, that love the exorcist or the shiny. Yeah. 
like legitimately brilliant movies and not, not to like talk down on people, but absolutely to talk down on people. <laughs> like some people are just like, you know, stupid average Joes, yeah. not necessarily in a derogatory way, but then love like very autory seventies, like seventies movies, like the Godfather or things right. like, like, I don't think that you need to necessarily dumb down movies to get wide audiences on board. Well, maybe you didn't, maybe now you do. In like the age of of just entirely fractured niche media, but it 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 is like the insisting that there has to be an exorcism thing is odd because like when people talk about the exorcist, it's a big I, leap. Rarely do people talk about like the like the thing that's talking about the possession. Yeah, yeah, the thing that's scary about the exorcist is like it's like 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 it's your child, it's in your house, like that. It's not right. like oh, I got the cross out and then she's you know like sure, and then the power of God saved that girl. No, they're talking about like the the vomit. And you know, right. yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. that first scene. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know, man. I guess that's just the story of horror, where it became like uh, this this gothic place that you you set a story like with a little bit more grim core to it, yeah. to just being flat out very much about the splatter, be about yeah. the 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 ridiculousness of it. And now now I'm kind of like a penny so dreadful. For, for, sure. <laughs> So, for instance, if we were to talk about Halloween, is I'm a little bit over, and we talked about this in the end episode, I'm a little bit over comedy or horror being very much wink, wink, nudge, nudge with me. Oh, yeah, dude. Very done with that. I want it to spook me there, and I want it to take me to a place and then make me feel bad there. I don't want it to, it, cool. that, I don't what, want it to be my friend. Well, that's what killed me about, I just saw Halloween, and like the first 30 minutes are brilliant, and the last 10 minutes are brilliant, and like the middle of the movie. I understand humor to alleviate tension, but this is like humor that undermines tension. When you have every single character talking like Danny McBride, mm. like, and like there, there's some like legitimately menacing scenes where like Michael Myers shows up and then just the fact it's like, Hey mister, I, I didn't mean to bother you. Oh, I'm just drunk. And then like, <laughs> it's literally like that. Yeah. And, gotcha. and then, and so then like, you know, it's like, do you want him to be scary again? And do you want this to be like a, an interesting look at like a woman's trauma? Or do you want it to be like fucking Freddy Krueger? Cause you need to pick one. Right. right. It can't be both in the same movie. Whoa. Sorry. <laughs> I, I have no. big feelings. Did you about see Halloween? Movie. I didn't. Yeah. I, I wasn't interested. I didn't get it. I don't yeah, know me why. neither. I you just skip it. I was very disappointed. Likewise. But then I hear, I hear a lot of things, but maybe a lot of people don't consume as much media as us. Now, yeah. again, this is, this sounds very much high and mighty on my high no, horse. No, we're but nerds. Like, I, I, yeah, we are. But I just really am done with, with any kind of fourth wall breaking, like, look at me, look at me media. Yeah. And I think maybe a lot of people aren't like a lot of people are still on board with that. They still want like the, the exploration or the deconstruction of so-and-so. Uh, mm. But I don't, I like, the, I miss the form of something great. And yeah, it's, it's the form of a comedy film or of a horror film. It's like the reason why the first Halloween is great is cause like it just, it's playing, it's like stripped down and playing it straight and just right. like this could right. happen to you. And it, it's it invented these tropes yeah. accidentally just by virtue of being a story. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Horror, horror gets so far from God way. so quickly, especially yeah. when you turn into like franchises. I know I stole, yeah. I just stole one of your phrases. What was mine? Far from far God. from God. We, we strayed from we God's right from God's life. You'll be talking about like one of your videos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, How far have yeah. we gotten from God? It's yeah, like, when, when I farted here, that's where we strayed from God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Right. So Ooh. I think I would give the exorcist three, like uh it's funny because I understand why it's, you watch the movie and you're like, this is a fractured, fractured movie, mm. sure. but interesting the whole time. So I guess like a, I, I give it like a 70, but like highly recommend it. Sure. Okay, cool. I like this kind of movies Yeah, where you're like, oh, I could tell, like, I'm so interested in the story. It, I feel that way about um, Southland Tales. Yes. Where I'm like, oh, this movie Surprise. is nonsense, but I love what it's trying to do. I, I, yeah, I so adore what it is trying to do. It's, I, I, the scope of Southland Tales like just charms the pants off me, dude. It's one of those That's things so where you look at it, you're like, this is no. stupid. You are an idiot. This is all, wow. Wow. The mythology. Wow. But, oh dude, my God. By How the, much did you think about this? Southland Tales is like, I, I, the first time I watched that movie, I thought it was dumb. And I started like showing it to my friends as a joke. And by the fifth time I showed it to a friend, I was like, I love this movie. <laughs> Like, I by, see like what it's it totally is because he just likes it's somebody with an insane idea earnestly swinging for the fences, and that is refreshing. Yep. in a movie. Damn, like haven't you defended South and Tales here? No, I've defended it. It's just come like, up a couple times yeah. in my life. I, I'll just like bring it up. <laughs> yeah, on you dates. do. I think about it. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> like, 
I mean, it's like a, it's hard. To, it's like a three hour yeah. uh, action thriller, religious drama, religious drama, satire, starring, starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson and uh, and Stifler, who was like still yes. Stifler at the time. He was not but, Sean, but Williams, Sean Williams. Scott. But he's turning in like there are times when like his performance is heartbreaking, and you're like, oh, like everyone in the movie, like. Will Sasso is in the movie as as <laughs> Fortunio. His character's name is Fortunio, and he's like incredible. Oh, fucking and uh, um oh god, Sherry O'Terry, the critic, oh, Christopher Lamb. Oh uh, yes, oh yeah, um John uh, John Lovitz is <laughs> as a murderous oh po- as a racist murderous policeman. <laughs> he's so good. Holy shit, dude! It is. It sounds like a joke movie, and and I feel like more people need to rediscover Southland Tales. I just remember Justin Timberlake is the best. In yeah, it. Justin Timberlake. I watched it on my computer. Like bad I remember, place to watch it. No, like yeah. in a D, on a DVD, but like I remember sitting at my desk. That was in that era. There was a weird. There were a few like that where I had never seen something, and I did it at the computer instead of the. Sure. Yeah, there's my story. I'm trying to stop doing that. Good. It's hard to. It's hard sometimes to not. I will say I say this all the time though, but there's been movies I have a better experience with my laptop on my belly and with headphones on than I do like in a movie theater sometimes. Hmm. Sure. I do yeah, like watching it with right. people, but there are some movies I've had like incredibly intimate experiences watching it just like huddled with my computer screen. Sure. I get that. Yeah. T- yeah. You know what? You're right. I had a really nice moment with my mom on the plane. She kept like watching movies and she just really wants to talk to me about movies because she knows I does the podcast. She's just looking for something she to connect knows with I me does on the podcast. Yeah. I, I, she knows I doesn't do the grammar. Very well. <laughs> she knows I doesn't. Uh, do she's been doing the podcast. She's, she, <laughs> uh, but it was just like a really sweet moment where she was like trying to connect with me. It's like, you know, I just watched 12 Strong, The Horse Soldiers of Afghanistan. I'm like, oh, mom. <laughs> oh, no, mom. <laughs> but it, was, it was really sweet. And like we were going in, we were going back and forth. And I just watched Dragon Ball Super, the dub, 22 episodes from here to London. And I just fucking, and I realized, fuck, I don't watch movies anymore because we do this podcast. Yeah. I've taken like a three week break from watching movies because I do it and it becomes like a jobby kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't watch movies on my free time I have a hard time, um, I will say for as much as the thing with the theater experience, I have a hard time putting a movie on at home now. Yeah. Like insert it like it's it's it has to be communal. It has right. to be, it has to be like yeah. when we watched American Werewolf, it yep. was like, oh, all of us are gonna do that. Yeah. It's hard for me to just on my own sit and put a movie on now. I don't know what happened. But it, what's not hard for me to do is go to a movie by myself. It's yeah. easy for me to be like, Yeah, I don't care. I want to go see a movie this afternoon. So oh, I'll it's go, just so like, many distractions. Yeah. I'd much rather, you know, play Tetris. It's more I have the thing, I mean it's a whole different story, you know, but I, I have a hard time like sometimes justifying the time. I have the same thing with TV shows. Like there's shows that I just right. completely dropped off because it was hard for me to be like, oh, I want to put that on for an hour right now. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. I keep, everyone's telling me to watch Haunting of Hill House and I just like. It's fine. Daunted by the there's, scope. There's like three. Uh, no, I'm not daunted by the scope. I, li- I like Mike Flanagan. There's just like other things that I'm, know that I'm supposed to right. watch. I started watching Sex in the City. Yeah. And I. You love it. I love it. It's awesome. <laughs> it's a great show. I mean, look, it's it's a great show. Look, they all make me really mad. <laughs> but, <laughs> sure, but it's good. But it's also like the Savannah they're principle. To. They're like, yeah, What's they're the Savannah principle. I don't know why it's called that, but it's like if you spend enough time like watching characters on a show, you just you start liking the show because you feel like they're your friends, right? Yeah, and so like it's become that where I'm just. Well, it's like, also that fun thing where that's one of those shows too where they're not all right all the time. No, like, they're wrong quite often. Yeah, and that's the whole point. It's I'm like a lot of that. It's it. them like, sure. it's, it's, it's people working out. People feel, and maybe I don't want to go down this hole, but there's probably something to be said for the fact that they're all girl, female protagonists because people feel the same way about girls. Yeah. And I had the same reaction to people's reaction to girls where I was like, I think you're just a little annoyed because any other show about a bunch of schmucks who keep making mistakes and and having bad opinions. No. Disagree. Entourage. People love Entourage. People love Entourage. Entourage is Sex in the City men version. And you know, in a lot of ways, that's exactly what you're saying. Yeah, that's exactly the point I'm making. I do what you're saying though. Like, but when people are like, oh, it's bitches in Sex in the City, it's like, yeah, but you're not saying those douchebags in Entourage. You're just saying Entourage is a stupid show. But here's here's what I'm saying. That's my yes, point. I, I'm I agree. I agree. Yeah. And, I, and I'm saying I concur with you. People really have an ire about girls. Where I don't love that show, but like. I but like I, you know what, man? I, I see why. Every time I ever watched that show, I just got mad at how, like, I just don't like rich I, I Hollywood. They're, they're, they're problems. <laughs> rich New York, it, quote problems. But that's also, that's what's so funny about that show to me is like so often that's the point of what the episode, like the idea that, like, I don't think yeah, the doesn't show, make feel better the hands it. behind the show, the voice behind the show doesn't actually think that these problems are the most important problems in the world. I'm going to. Or yeah. even for like I, a lot of the show, I feel like was was almost like, look 
look at how self-involved we are. Yeah. All of us. Like, yes, but then, but then you know that the person who's creating it is like, has shown herself to be sort of self-involved in real life. I will, I will give girls, here's an out of left field take for old Nikki Oldershaw, sort of a woke take. I'll give girls more credit than sex in the city because sex, you can tell that sex in the city is women written by men. Yeah. Well, it's sure. clear. Whoa. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It was created by a man um, and, and written by mostly men. No, I didn't know that. Really? That, just ruined yeah, my illu- that ruined the illusion for me. This is a point that was made to me when I was watching. And my friend was like, you know, the show is like, isn't written by, it was written by a gay man. And I was like, oh, well, and now I just like, I see it like in the, yeah, I that's see sure. that it's like somebody's idea of a woman. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's something you see a lot about how, I mean, recent, whatever this, this is not what the show is about. I'm not even going to take it here. We'll talk about it off mic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on. Cool. Ruby Sparks. Oh my God. <laughs> What a movie! Oh yeah, Ruby Sparks just, is that's good. That's what I was. That's, that's the, the manic pixie dream right, girl. Right. The, the archetype. The ending. The, it was like the movie that ended that. It was it like closed the book on that. Sure. Yeah, because it's the whole thing is like she just exists to make Paul Dano happy. Yeah, and yeah, that sucks. But also, I, I want to fucking Ruby Sparks me a girl, dude. Yeah, man. I want a magic typewriter and make a woman. It is funny that it's just like it's just like it's just lamer weird science. It's just like a magic typewriter. Well, I mean, we go now. We have her. Right, I guess her is sort of every every couple of movies. There's like a why can't women just not have bodies? Movie. (laughs) (laughs) Why can't they just not be real? Oh man! Wow, we got from defenders of the Halloween to why can't women have bodies? Why do women have to have bodies? Want to know a real horror? Misogyny. It's It's true. true. (laughs) (laughs) I've been hanging out with you guys too much. I'd never say that on my other podcast. (laughs) It's. Yeah, good. All right. Well, uh, do we want to do? Uh, yeah. we'll do a uh, um, uh, phone predictive text movie review for our our individual films. Okay. So this is predictive text movie review. This is a game where you type in the name of your movie. In this case, the name of our individual movies, which is mine, was Hannibal. Dom's is uh, what, the Covenant, and Nick's is the Exorcist. The 3. Exorcist Three. Uh, and basically, using your predict phone's predictive text, build a review of the film. Put it in your phone. Don, why don't you kick it off? What's your movie? <clears throat> the Covenant has come to me in this time of my life, and it has made my heart feel extremely well. <laughs> okay. Not bad. Ah, sweet. Fuck, mine just deleted itself, but I remember what it was. Okay. okay. The Exorcist 3 is the only one who can be a very big woman. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> My stars align for mine. Hannibal and I have a lot of people in us. <laughs> Folks, it's true. Was Sometimes it? it works out. Yeah. <laughs> you sounded like there was more. Yeah, no. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it works out there. All right. How do we three head the? Oh, I forget what we, we do on Defender. <laughs> Let's each do one word about our individual movie going around oh, in a uh, circle. Uh, what do you call that? It's something a gorgeous corpse. Uh, something a corpse. What? Exquisite corpse. How does that work? Just corpse. An exquisite corpse just it, do, it doesn't mean anything. It just means that everyone like contributes a different piece to one. Oh, okay. What? Yeah. So three headed critic about Halloween. Okay. Okay. A about holiday. the just all of Halloween. Yeah, Halloween baby. Holiday. Okay. Dom, kick it off. Dom, Nick, me. Okay. Watch me kill every dad <laughs> that tries. Anything on Halloween. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Watch me Honey, kill. I think I'll try cooking tonight. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> no attempts. <laughs> we try another. Yeah, uh, Nick. Nick Dom Tim. Okay. Who dares defy me on Halloween night? Dad. <laughs> <laughs> there, we've got, all right. Now I we've got fine. our horror franchise yeah, going. Yeah, we got number go. three. One more. Right, now, well, a third one. I'll start. Me, Dom, Nick. Okay. Um, tonight. I will ride your dad <laughs> down, 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 <laughs> straight into hell. <laughs> <laughs> 
dad. <laughs> oh, it's him telling. He's telling his dad that no dad is safe. No dad is safe. <laughs> every grandfather is also a dad. Yeah. That's so good. It's good. true if you think about it. It's Perfect. True. It's true if you think about it. When you really think about it, grandfathers are also dads. What an incredible trilogy. Oh, beautiful. Tonight All right. I am going to ride your dad down, down, down. To hell, Dad. Yeah, that was great, Lovely. man. Thanks, mm. Nick. Thanks for being Thanks here. Thanks for letting me on, Gus. Do you have anything to plug? Thanks for letting me out. Yeah. <laughs> um, listen to my other podcast. Uh, not my, I mean, I'm not, you know what I mean. Listen to my podcast, Coward Hour. Uh-huh. <laughs> my other podcast. Oh, it's okay. You got some ownership. All right, cool. Yeah, how much stock of reasonable beef do I have? None. Okay, well. Now when you're talking about, when you're talking about literal stocks <laughs> and money, absolutely none, but spiritually. Point, okay. Point zero yeah. Three. Listen to Coward Hour, and if you live, if any of you live in Los Angeles near Burbank, come to Flappers on November 20th for $10 Tuesday, and you'll see me and a bunch of other great comics from television. And that is it. Good. Okay. Dom, what's up? A song coming out, I Good. think, tomorrow. Where can they find it? YouTube. Good. Just type in music, search music <laughs> on YouTube. Music. You'll probably get there. Google Despacito Dom <laughs> and You'll hear my new song. <laughs> Call it Gangnam Style. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, guys. And hey, if you like what we heard here, please go to www.tareon.com slash reasonable beef. Give me Ken. Any amount of money gives you access to bonus beef, which is something we will do again eventually. Exactly. Probably. To bonus beef. Oh, yeah, bonus beef. Okay. That's Bo- good. Bonus beef. That's a couple episodes. We're a little behind. We're very behind. We'll get when back to it. What was the last one? Oh god. What did I, we which one did we I think June. Cool. I think we're back into June. Okay. Yeah, whatever. We'll it's catch not up. That bad. I've been in, I've been in Europe. You've been away doing stuff, so we'll be back, back on schedule. All right, guys. Have a good night. Gotta Thank get you. back. Oh, back to uh, schedule. We send Come emails on, to reasonablebeef at gmail.com for any questions, comments, concerns, or just things Slash you want to chime in. Yeah. You want to chime in? Yeah. 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 Should I give my email too? No. Yeah. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty lad sixty nine. <laughs> Dirty lad sixty nine at. Where, where, whatever you want. Hotmail.jizz. <laughs> Bigsex.xyz. <laughs> At FetLife. Swapping our jokes, me and the ghost upstairs.